today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Investigators still looking into the deadly truck attack that occurred yesterday in Manhattan near the World Trade Center. Uh, eight people dead and 11 injured. To get an update on what we know so far, Phil Gursky is with us, President and CEO. Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, he is with us now. Phil, thanks for taking the time to join us here. My pleasure, Scott. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what we have seen uh, happen in New York City? This certainly seems uh, very typical of this sort of uh, type of lone wolf terrorist attack. What are your thoughts? Well, certainly the, the you know the mo, the modus operandi is very similar, right? We saw it. We saw it in Edmonton last month. We saw it in Barcelona. We saw it in London. We saw it in Stockholm. We saw it in Berlin. We saw it in Nice. So the, clearly, the use of a, a vehicle to to create havoc and damage and death is is, is certainly a pattern we've seen. Way too early to tell if it's if it's a lone actor. We know that he acted alone, but we don't know is that was he put up to it? Was he instructed? Did he have help? I mean, it's way too early to draw that kind of conclusion. But clearly, in terms of the methodology of the attack itself, it's becoming a more of a trend. And and the reason why it's it's a trend is two reasons. One, it's simple. You don't have to build a bomb. You just have to get behind the wheel. Uh, and secondly, it's really really hard to stop. Uh, are you surprised that this happened where it did? It seems when it seems that we have learned a lot from these past attacks that you have just talked about, made reference to. Uh, that being said, we've certainly seen security things done to protect this. Obviously, this is a, a Manhattan bike path, apparently quite long. Uh, from what I understand, the longest uh, uh, of a path like this. Uh, are you surprised that it is so easily accessible by vehicles? Not really. I mean, the, the the point remains is that, I mean, how many places are you going to lock down? Yeah. So, you know, people were really critical in Barcelona. that They didn't lock down the pedestrian way. Well, I mean, how many places are we going to put ballers up or, or flower pots or fences or whatever? And the, the point is, is that you can put fences and obstacles up as much as you want, and the terrorists are just going to move one street over. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, you'll protect one street, but you'll leave one street unprotected. And as citizens, we, do we want to basically be unable to get from A to B because of the remote possibility of a terrorist attack? I think the answer is no, and I hope we don't get there. I think we, I think we have to put this in perspective. This is not to dismiss the loss of life and the injuries, but you can't you can't basically batten down the hatches everywhere because that's simply impossible from a resource perspective, and it would create, it would be hell on earth to live if that was the case. Hmm. Uh, you know, and as you mentioned, uh, what do you put up and, and, and how far does the person just drive across the grass or the lawn or something else in order to just avoid these sorts of things? Uh, what do we know about this person? Uh, what do we know about this attack? It appears to well, be a lone wolf on, at this point. It appears to be a lone actor at this point, but again, the investigation is less than 24 hours into it, so I would caution to draw too many conclusions, but... We, we know his name. We know he came from Uzbekistan illegally to the United States in 2010. Uh, we, we, I speculate, based on my experience working with radicalization at CSIS, that he was likely radicalized in the United States, i.e. he didn't come over as a radicalized person, but I don't know that to be true. If that's the case, my first priority as an investigator is, well, who's in his network? Who, who, who's his family? Who's his friends? Who are the people that he perhaps attended mosques with, if he did attend mosques? Who are his online contacts? He apparently pledged allegiance to Islamic State. What does that mean? Does Islamic State know who he is? Uh, did he have contacts with Islamic State? Did he travel there at some point? So there's lots of uh, leads to follow up on, because I can guarantee you he didn't, he didn't get to where he was yesterday by himself, meaning he may have carried out the attack by himself, but he didn't radicalize by himself. So the question is, who helped him down that pathway? 
Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.